Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Carl Mollison, founder and director of the Get Wisdom Project. This week, we're going to uh, go to the movies. How God speaks to us through the movies. This should be an interesting topic, Carl. Well, I think so. This is something that is ever-present. We take for granted. We think we understand what is fiction and what is nonfiction when it comes to things like movies, because there is often... um, you know, clear demarcation. If it's a biographical epic of some sort based on reality, we understand that. When it's all fictional, we understand that as well. But fiction can be true to life. And that's where the divine comes in, because it can begin to influence productions and help to bring forward projects at times even that serve the the light in a way. And this can help all of humanity. And of course, such projects are often ignored, but when they're not, people come away smiling. So we're going to talk about a mix of things today that are quite interesting examples of the divine touch in the arts. What do you say we get right into it? All right. US U.S. creator, the movie Ghost with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze is interesting as it portrays human spirits being earthbound and attached, in a way, to the living. Other elements of being in limbo are the depiction of demons coming for the villain, and the Swayze character as a loving protagonist returning to the light at the end of the movie. How accurate is the movie overall, and how much did the Divine Realm do to inspire it? All right, and as a channeler of creator of all it is, we ask questions like this on a regular basis and record the words that come through me from creators. So these are creators' words in answer to this question. This is a divinely inspired work. It is one that is quite important to raise consciousness about the significance of the spirit realm and the potential influence on the living for better or worse as both things happen. There are many blessings from light beings coming down to be a comfort for their loved ones still among the physical and as bringers of love have a special place in all that happens in the world. There is a limited role they are allowed, but it is a special one and makes a material difference, although it works through individuals in a personal way and cannot be orchestrated to happen on a large scale for human betterment. The exception being the work you are doing with the Lightworker Healing Protocol to empower the light beings to join with human in bringing more effective and powerful healing for the interlopers and the wounds they cause. So this movie speaks to the reality of spirits, the varying ability of humans to sense the presence of spirits or be quite insensitive and unaware of their existence altogether. The latter is true for the majority of human beings, but there are an appreciable number of intuitive humans who can sense when spirits are out and about in the vicinity or attached to someone in their presence and will get a sense of their energies and their agenda as well. Such individuals can be especially effective in doing healing work, 
again, to remove the effects of this ongoing scourge causing great harm. The dark spirits who corrupt the living and attack human spirits needing to transition to the light to corrupt them and waylay them and delay their transition. The plight of the earthbound was depicted in this movie in a dramatic way that makes the point, even though spirits can do amazing things, there are many things that are they are unable to do and clearly do not belong in the physical plane. So they were clearly shown this way, not fitting in, being trouble, as well as there being a large cohort of very dark and demon-like beings that could gang up on a spirit and wreak havoc with returning to the light as a solution representing the true reality. You are meant to return home to the light on your passing. If you do not, it is because of drifting away from your spiritual alignment or becoming too corrupted and consequently dragged down by life to a point where your vibration is so low, you are unable to see the light beings coming to greet and escort you on your journey back home. In the case of this movie, the chief delay for the protagonist was love for his spouse and then seeing she was in danger. There can be spirit rescuers through loved ones coming back from the light in spirit form to do divine interventions, but this must be the response to an outreach from the human side of the veil. It cannot be done simply because those in the light see the plight of their remaining loved ones and take pity. There must be an invitation always with attendant belief in the divine and belief in the self to allow a divine intervention to take place. Those are the weak links in getting prayers answered. Well, I'm really struck by how close to what we've been teaching through Get Wisdom this movie actually was in many ways. Yes, and it, lots of talent in this film. You know, I loved Whoopi Goldberg as a psychic yeah. medium. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she was she outstanding kinda, in that role, yes. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. and she was pestered by this spirit voice that kept coming, and, uh, it, and it was very true to life in many ways. And yeah, I was going to say, it's probably pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, and of course, she was sort of doing light duty, as I see it, Because one thing I've been taught by the light is many of the psychics who do readings for people, the mediums, fall short because they could be doing meaningful healing work, but they're not. So I'm I'm hoping I can attract more psychic mediums to learn the light worker healing protocol. And in addition to doing readings, bring in healing for the problems that they might tune into and relay to their clients. So that's that's a hope for a better world. But in the meantime, there needs to be education. So that's why we're here talking to to you all about this today. Very good. Let's continue with it then. The movie, Oh God, portrayed a religious supermarket manager, played by John Denver, who was visited by an old man claiming to be God, portrayed by Jack Burns, to give him a message to spread to the world. This leads to many interesting twists and turns, as the Denver character finds it far from easy. The movie seems to be in divine alignment and spiritually quite accurate. That belief is a, that belief is a choice up to us. The reality of the divine cannot be proven readily. Having faith can be a challenge and may require hard work to cultivate. 
Miracles can happen through prayer, but will be personal and mostly unseen by others. And what happens in the world is more up to us than God. Did you help inspire this screenplay? And this is what Creator has to say. This is very much the case. We have inspired the author of this screenplay, its producer, and all those assisting. And the reason is self-evident. We wanted the most accurate and helpful and accessible depiction of human divine interactions and the possibilities for bettering human circumstances that could be launched, knowing that this entertainment vehicle would be viewed by millions of people and could be used as an opportunity to further reinforce its messages with impulsed encouragement and suggestions to embrace those things that resonated with members of the audience as a take-home message. We use all such opportunities. Nothing goes to waste. When something is before a group of humans in the way of entertainment that teaches an important life lesson and is in divine alignment, we will always add our energy to the mix to give the audience members a pat on the back some inner encouragement to pay attention, to take it seriously, to try on the lessons themselves, to see if it will work for them, and so on. This is how we keep things going and why the interplay with human endeavors can be productive and create a momentum for a change in direction at times that makes all the difference. This is what we were seeking with the Oh God series to further enhance the shift in consciousness and a return to belief in the divine and the wisdom of not only believing it is real, but embracing the potential it represents to enhance one's life and bring something special in the bargain. The many scenes depicting miracles and why this was a very personal relationship between the Almighty and a humble human wanting to be in service to, in the end, but hesitant at first, feeling uncertain about it all, doubting, and then feeling inadequate to the challenge are mirrored every day in millions of human beings yearning for a divine connection, but seeming to fall short. The problem is largely on the human end because the divine always hears human entreaties. But the humans rarely hear our voice. We can work to some extent through feelings and impulsed information and encouragement, but it will be subtle and many people fail to hear or heed the message and it will fall on deaf ears. We think the Oh God movie will stand the test of time because it's great accuracy in portraying ways in which spirituality can be easily corrupted and the demands placed on the believer are quite true to life and are appreciated by many stopping to consider what they truly represent. As human weakness, rather than truly justifying disbelief in the divine and what it can offer to raise people up, and make their lives more complete and more powerful in meaning and rewards as well. Well, I can certainly relate to feeling inadequate up up to the challenge as I did my microphone accidentally. So I'm back on that one. But Oh God was an incredible movie. 
And I actually watched it in preparation for this radio show and indeed was struck at the incredible parallels between all the messages that it gave out and, and get wisdom what we're sharing with people here. Well, and uh, me as well. I first saw the movie before I started doing all this channeling work. And not too long ago, I had occasion to see it. It popped up on cable one day and I watched it and I was amazed at all I'd missed on the first viewing that I did of this <laughs> film. I thought it was kind of cute, although it, it seemed to make sense to me. And now I see it was rather profound in, in, in delineating the boundaries, what the divine will do and won't do. It won't demonstrate its presence and persuade everyone, even non-believers. It cannot do that because that violates their free will choice to disbelieve. And so there is a clever interplay. And the movie followed that kind of uh, divine working principle just very, very adroitly. It was just masterful in, in the wisdom behind that screenplay. I absolutely agree. We're going to continue our cheering section for the Old God movies by moving on to the second movie, Old God Book 2. Uh, the follow-up movie, you asked creator, the follow-up movie, Oh God, Book Two, has the story of a little girl who meets God, played by Jack Burns again, uh, uh, yes, and is encouraged to find a way to inspire greater faith in people by the people around her. Her simple but powerful solution backfires when she is accused of stirring up trouble and almost ends up in asylum for claiming she saw God and who talked to her. It was parents and children coming together in protest of her harsh treatment that allowed God to save her. This seems to be a powerful message about group prayer. Are you happy about this screenplay and its spiritual teachings? These are creator's words. This, again, was a noble effort that was in divine alignment that we supported wholly from its inception to the final touches and bringing the production to life. This was to both encourage and to ensure the accuracy of the messages included within. You have captured the essence quite nicely here, that the seeming naive and simplistic notion this young girl had to simply encourage everyone around her to think God, quote, could take on a power of its own and make things happen, is very much in alignment. This is a call to action and a reminder of the power of a personal involvement with Creator to form a partnership that can actually make things happen that could not happen otherwise. This is meant to awaken the masses of humanity, that they must do something. It is not enough to know there is a God alive and well somewhere. We need a compelling reason to intervene in human affairs, given that you have the blessing of free will and are free agents to chart your course, make your own decisions about your lives, and you will live and die by those decisions and their consequences. Needing anything extra will be a burden for you to solve. You can turn to the divine for relief and assistance, but increasingly, people decline to do so. Prayer has gone out of favor with all too many humans. So this message of this film is a powerful one, indeed. Because it is stating very clearly there's a way forward and a way out of the human dilemma. It is partnering with the divine and what must happen first. 
but to think God, to think of God as a partner and as an avenue for human betterment and what can be gained from a dialogue, all can be bestowed on humans for the asking as long as humans believe and will believe in themselves. The latter requirements need to be in place, even to embrace a simple notion such as an invitation to think God. But having the desire to do it will get the gears in motion and the machinery to build in strength and faith. And that is why this is so inspiring. This is how the divine can take a simple message when people give it consideration and reward their pausing to do so with an energetic message sent on the wings of love to further encourage them and reward them as well with a hearty well done from yours truly that can keep them going and encourage future growth and empowerment. This was truly a divine prophet in action despite her young years. A lot of messages in this particular film. One of them being that, indeed, a young girl can do important work for the divine. Yes, and this does happen all the time. There are many children who change the people around them, if not the world as a whole. That's a pretty big challenge. But many are kind of earth angels who bring in an important and profound message to their loved ones and beyond them to others. And living by being a good example alone can make a difference. But you got to know what constitutes a good example. Oh, absolutely. Um, coming up next, we're going to have some more movies uh, we're going to go over in the next segments coming up. Be sure to visit us at uh, GetWisdom.com. Check out our, our healing book, um, getwisdom.com slash LHP to get information on the Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can also get our prayer book, Empowering Prayer, at getwisdom.com slash prayer. And also be sure to visit getwisdom.com to check out our healing services. There are services for individual clearings, for spirit rescues, for property clearings, for even animal intervention. So be able to be sure to check out getwisdom.com. There's a lot to share there. Uh, Carl, you want to say something really quick about uh, the healing services? We've got a couple of seconds here. Well, all of what we do is geared towards saving and healing humanity. So information is all well and good. And the, the biggest blessing is the motivation it can bring to realize there are unmet needs we don't even know about. And the inadequacies of our systems and our institutions, including medicine, and including psychological help, leave us needing more. And the divine can fill in those gaps. But we have to take an action and reach out. Indeed. And we'll get more right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. 
We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Our first intermission is over and we are back to the movies. That's right. We're talking about uh, God and movies this week. Uh, the third movie in the series, Oh God, Oh God, You Devil, is a true homage to the power of prayer as the film opens with a devout father praying over his very ill son for intervention, healing, and protection, asking God to watch over his son and keep him in his care. This is very similar to the Lightworker Healing Protocol in that regard. The entire rest of the film is essentially a testament to the power of that one prayer said 24 years earlier. His son tried to sell his soul to the devil in exchange for fame and fortune as a famous rock star, but the power of his father's prayer was enough for God to intervene just enough to prevent a total loss. The son himself also had to out in order to overcome the oath he had made, because there's free will always. But it shows powerfully, this film does, that when we sincerely pray for someone, that prayer can make a huge difference in the outcome of events. In this film, the father's prayer literally created a loophole his son could later exploit to save himself in a way that otherwise would not have been possible. Is this how prayer can work? Are there any other lessons you can share about this screenplay? This is what you would ask Creator. All right, and this is what Creator answered. This is indeed a quite fine depiction of prayer power that when launched will still retain power for many years and be available when most needed to turn the tide and create a breakthrough for someone, to raise them up and overcome serious life obstacles and correct mistakes in perception and judgment that lead to great loss through additional karmic wounding from being away from the divine path. This is the greatest of calamities one can experience. So to have prayer on one's behalf is like an insurance policy that can be employed when the worst happens and there is a need for extra support to act as a bridge to keep one going and not have a fatal shortfall that could drag you under. Prayer in that way can be the greatest of blessings. It will always be located and employed in a way highest and best. 
And if it becomes truly outdated and no longer needed by its original target, the prayer energy is not wasted because it will be repurposed by the divine to serve someone else. In this way, you can never go wrong in praying for someone. Even if it never seems to make a difference for them, it will be helping others. For rejected prayers will not go to waste. They will always be harvested and redirected in this way to serve someone, and perhaps many someones, and will bring good karma back to those doing the prayer work. As all good deeds bring rewards inevitably, and this is guaranteed. It might not be until a subsequent lifetime, but return they will to reward the person in a divine alignment, taking the trouble to send love forth on behalf of another. So this basic concept and the fact that time does not dilute or diminish the divine reach of prayer requests is an important metaphysical principle that needs to be kept in mind. It is never too late to send healing for someone because time is truly an illusion. You are immortal beings. If you suffer now, you risk suffering for an eternity unless something changes. That is why healing is such a blessing. It can rescue you from huge suffering over great spans of time. So the sooner you get on with it, the sooner the benefits accrue and the greater your future becomes in being free from pain and suffering. The one caveat we would make about this particular production is that flirting with the devil image as it does overestimates the power of evil through the personification as being God's equal in the form of the Satan figure. This is a kind of disinformation and a corruption of thinking that a fallen angel influencing a group of other angelic beings to flirt with personal power and become corrupt could ever be God's equal in force. So this term used in the scriptures of Satan has been overinterpreted as a being capable of arm wrestling with the Almighty when this is not the case. This is a term used to represent a distortion of thinking, creating evil consequences, which is the consequence of this group of fallen angels you call spirit meddlers, a highly descriptive term for their conduct and its consequences. So this is not an all-powerful evil being, but a group of mischief makers, albeit quite vicious and depraved mischief makers. They are no match for the divine. They are a negative influence on humans they inhabit as parasites within their energy. But this is largely through unawareness and ignorance of the problem and its solution. They can be removed summarily. By making an outreach to the divine with 100% belief in the divine and belief in the self being in place. The alternative you have is to go to a practitioner who is in divine alignment to add that individual's belief quotient to yours and this will ensure success. So that is the one failing we would point out of significance in the overall accuracy in describing the interplay of human and divine motives and consequences. You know, there's a lot of really novel notions, novel in terms of people's understanding of the power of prayer and its purpose and utility. 
you know, this idea that one, there's, that time does not have an impact either on the power of prayer or on the power of your own suffering. You know, that every time you suffer, you risk suffering forever. That, that, was, a, that was an eye-opener. <laughs> and, yeah, um, food for thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And the fact that prayer can be repurposed. That's another novel twist on the whole thing. You know, that you can say a prayer for someone, and if it turns out that they don't need it, you know, like you pray for somebody's healing for a particular condition, and that condition was already healed, and you didn't know about it ahead of time, that prayer is not wasted. It's going to get repurposed. Well, and a very profound and meaningful thing about this is this gives everyone something worthwhile to do with their lives, with their own energy. You don't have to be rich and famous. You can be divine. And it helps to have a, you know, a source of income and all of that and creature comforts. But what else are you going to do with your time? If you just sit around and watch TV, you're indulging yourself with relaxation and kind of checking out your brain for a time and getting some entertainment. And there's times you need sort of a downtime experience where you can relax and let go and don't have to do anything. But the fact is you can do profound things simply through desiring the betterment of someone or something and reach out to the divine. Well, apparently throughout ages, some people have actually realized that and will oftentimes join a monastic lifestyle in order to be able to pray all day, you know, and obviously yes. they feel that there's something worthwhile to this activity. So they got something on us on that one. Yes, indeed. All right. You asked, uh, there are so many movies these days depicting acts of evil with little to commend them and with divine principles largely absent. Can you have an influence? Can, can you have an influence at all on such productions? This is a question you asked creator. And Creator answered, we are hemmed in considerably in many situations by the generous bestowing of free will and free agency to human beings, as was done for the negative extraterrestrials you must contend with. This has not gone smoothly as there have been many corruptions because of the fallen angels in your midst. So the ongoing project to raise you up again has considerable headwinds and meets with great resistance by the evil ones wanting to corrupt humans and work against love and light. Few people realize that a dark theme in a motion picture can increase vulnerability to spirit possession and set people up for lifelong problems all of which creates a karmic burden and debt for those creating such productions. Because of free will and free agency, we are unable to stop people causing harm in this way directly. The best we can do is send them reminders of the higher values and attributes of the divine perspective and hope they'll get the message that perhaps they're overdoing things by indulging in what constitutes depravity, to some degree, without redeeming merit, and will choose to rein things in a bit to at least provide some balance. The great lesson here for all of humanity is to take life seriously and weigh the options. Who do you want to be in alignment with and why? This is a serious matter. The best way to think of the problem is to take it to its extremes in being polar opposites. Do you wish to be on the side of love or do you wish to be on the side of depravity 
and all its limitations and pain and suffering that will be produced eventually. This may help put in perspective the relative merit in tolerating a negative course of action, even though one of a mild sort that seems easy to dismiss is truly relevant. If you are heading in the wrong direction, you are heading in the wrong direction. It is truly that simple. And whether you get to those extremes quickly or in the far distant future is less important than what road you are taking. It is always harder to turn to the right path the longer you have gone down the wrong road. The choices are yours to make, and you will live out the consequences personally for a long time to come. So choose wisely and well. Yeah, words to live by. You know, when I was a kid, I went to see the movie Jaws when it first came out, and I remember the long lines that were like a quarter... I think one theater we went to, the line was like a quarter of a mile long almost. It was that ridiculous. That movie scared the <laughs> the bejesus out of me. <laughs> and my friend said I came out of that movie white as a ghost. And I had nightmares, uh, profound nightmares for years after that movie. So, yes, these, these, these movies can have, you know, severe impacts. Yes. And th- this, I think, is an example of triggering extreme negative emotions not really wanting to be evil. I mean, there are certainly many with dark themes, glorifying crime, or at least presenting all the how-tos about it. People know much more about how to be a criminal than they knew, they know about doing a lot of things in life, <laughs> thanks to the movies. Yes, so yeah. there's, there's many things you can criticize. But the idea of creating huge emotional negativity has... It has consequences, taking that action. And to the ex- effect that even preachers in the pulpit preaching about hell and damnation and the power of evil and that Satan is going to be watching and Satan's going to get you and all this, that can actually cause a spirit possession by these dark spirit meddlers, ironically, perversely. Yeah, I mean, so, you mentioned. So everything mentioned- has consequences is, is, yes. is the point. Yeah, you made, creator mentioned in the movies that uh, in his channeling about the movie here that spirit possessions can take place as a result of somebody watching a film. Yeah, who uh, would think of that? You know, who would imagine? But I shudder now to think of all the people who go to those horror films. Oh my gosh! You know, and they scream. You know, when when they they you know evil monster comes out of the closet and comes up behind the the woman you know who's frail and vulnerable. Yeah, because when you're when you're moving, you're frightened. You're dropping your energetic uh, protection, your fence, so to speak. It, it yeah. weakens, and that creates an opening for spirit attachment to come in and take hold. People That's don't right. realize that. You're personifying that character on the screen and identifying with them and resonating with them, and you become vulnerable just as they are, just as threatened, just as endangered. And that creates a new reality for you. And the spirits can exploit it. And there are people out there who've probably had decades of, like, an anxiety problem. And if you were to trace it back, it would, the genesis of it is some horror film they saw as a kid. Yes, this happens. And a lot of times to little kids who go to movies they shouldn't be watching as children. 
parents who are not mindful of vulnerabilities and certainly would never imagine this sort of eventuality. And but it's it's quite a quite a burden to induce in someone through a thoughtless act, and especially yeah. just trying to make make a buck <laughs> and appeal to the the lowest common denominator. And you know, people have a gory fascination with tragedy. I mean, you know, this is the gapers block crawling past an auto accident scene, you know, looking to see is there blood and was anybody killed and so on. And and it's gaping. And it, it's this natural kind of human nature that we really want to know all about calamities and all about tragedy and danger sure. because it could help us. It could protect us. But if you wallow in it and get immersed in it unnecessarily, you're taking risks. You know, that raises a question on my part. Have you have you asked Crater about uh, the horde of zombie movies that, you know, we've been exposed to for the last, oh, good five, six years? And, and on A&E, you know, they had the, the, the big zombie episodes and a lot of zombie series. Have, have you got any insight on that whole thing? No, I haven't. I have zero personal interest in anything of that sort. <laughs> I, I, I channel surf immediately away from any anything like that the walking dead i think is one I yeah the walking never, dead is the one i was thinking about actually yeah. never watched any of those things and and it's and i i haven't asked about it because i don't go out of my way to find things to criticize i do it if it's really really important and i haven't regarded as films as all that important but they can be an influence and that was be one that I would say is highly dangerous because it primes the subconscious to fear the afterlife, to well, fear leaving the body it, as we all eventually must. Sure, that can set you up to become an earthbound spirit. Yes, I think that definitely is that. But I'm also concerned about with those particular movies how it desensitizes you to watching violence take place on a human body. Now, yeah, there's a little bit of a cap, you know, an excuse there that well, they're dead anyway. They're just the living, walking dead. But you're taking all that in visually, and you're thinking and contemplating yourself in that role of being essentially a murderer, because yes. you know these movies glorify that kind of thing. So that's a little disturbing as well. Well, it reinforces the perpetrator in many of us, and it also reinforces the role of victim in many of us. And depending on which has hold of you. You will be influenced. Your energy will project that. You'll take it home with you, and it will live out in your life to some extent. And there could be consequences on the spot of having something get a hold of you, as we're learning today. So, so there's a two-pronged approach to living your life. One, avoid trouble, and two, heal it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's much better to heal such things than to let them accumulate thinking you can be strong and rise above it and it's not going to touch you. You know, you're not going to be affected. And many people say that before they crash and burn or before they develop a nice, juicy, chronic illness, even though they may have been healthy their whole lives, eventually things catch up to us and that's karma in action. Well, and a lot, of the, a lot of the films trigger past karma, even from other lifetimes. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of crashing and burning, a lot of other interesting things, because the next segment is the true messages of Star Wars. So come on back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our final segment of the movies. We're looking at uh, God influencing movies. Um, we promised Star Wars and we're going to deliver. Uh, we could probably spend an entire show talking about Star Wars alone, Carl. Well, I understand, but we're, we're trying to pack in as much as we can. Indeed, so let's get on with it. In the movie Star Wars, the Force is depicted as a kind of impersonal life force energy whose origin was not described but seems to parallel divine consciousness. An interesting aspect was that for one to utilize the force, one had to focus one's intent in a kind of conscious partnership with the force, along with having and cultivating sufficient belief quotient in its genuine existence, just like what's needed for successful prayer work. Even non-believers in the force were portrayed like atheists. Can Creator comment on this parallel and the source of inspiration behind it? All right, and this is Creator's words. Your perception of the phenomenon depicted being a parallel to divine consciousness and being able to have greater insight, wisdom, and intuitive perception of things was a quite astute rendering in the screenplay. The outstanding characteristic of the force on display again and again was receiving intuitive information. So it is an accurate perception of the reach of non-local consciousness enjoyed by intuitives everywhere with all sorts of backgrounds and beliefs or non-beliefs about the divine per se. 
It is all a divine attribute and undertaking for reasons of increasing knowledge and wisdom. And that was the true basis for describing the force in this screenplay. It was not meant to be a blessing from creator, but to reflect the so-called paranormal ability of those who have these special abilities to see beyond themselves and know things with great accuracy and showcase that as authentic and valuable. This continues to be every bit as true in real life as was true for the characters in the Star Wars screenplay. In that sense, it was intuitively inspired as impulsed information from creator to be a centerpiece of focus because it would represent divine truth with which people would resonate strongly. Because you're all only a few short years away from having being having been light beings present with creator and feeling the love directly and interacting with the mind of creator and all of its desires. Humans in physical form get inspiration quite sporadically, whereas in the light, inspiration comes continually because there are always new ideas and new thoughts bubbling forth as well as the sum total of all other light beings caught in a vast interplay of wonderment and delight, considering new opportunities and possibilities and engineering new ways of experiencing and manipulating the energies to get what one wants, often in new ways, and sometimes with quite surprising delights with an unexpected breakthrough of some kind to generate something never in existence before. This is all within the capabilities of each human being when in the light. And when you multiply this by the billions of human souls busily at work, adding new thought and their own love power to the whole, it is quite a chorus of love bringers creating a vast expansion that is going on continually. You still have not been set free totally, and that will come with the graduation from the human exercise underway, should that be successful. This was only hinted at in the Star Wars series, but yet there were many spiritually significant and meaningful characteristics on display with the strength of character, the morality, the keen judgment, and the daring and courage of those working through the force for the greater good of those who were free and not minions of the evil empire. It is no accident that it was the dark, evil, alien empire living through power and force while subjugating all in its grip to be subservient to its leaders, while those showing love were members of the community of beings living in freedom with autonomy and able to choose freely their own destinies. This is in many ways an age-old saga, repeated yet again with modern trappings. But those trappings are quite germane to today's world, because you have an evil extraterrestrial empire in your midst who threaten you. Time will tell if enough people wake up and seek divine help before it is too late. Well, that's that's a sobering statement that we indeed have an evil empire, but something akin to what was in Star Wars portrayed uh, that we are facing and that's threatening us collectively. That's quite an eye-opener for people. 
Well, and it is real. It is true. You can go on our website and view the uh, channeling in the light with Carrie Fisher, who who played Princess Leia in that movie. And she talks about this, that while she was alive, she thought it was all kind of silly. But now that she's back in the light and looks back down, she sees these ETs everywhere. They're cloaked. They're behind the scenes. And they're doing thousands of missions every day, taking people out of their homes and doing all sorts of things. So, Yeah, I remember that channeling. And it was particularly interesting how she basically confessed. It's like, I was shocked when I got back to the light. Yes. So was, oh, my God, this is all real. <laughs> yes. That was quite the eye-opener. Uh, we ask another question about Star Wars. The other interesting aspect of Star Wars was the real life-after-death survival of the Jedi. Was that just piggybacking onto religious beliefs in the afterlife? Or a genuine divine inspiration to include it as a source of inspiration for the audience. And Creator says, this was a true inspiration. And the entire Star Wars series of films was inspired by Creator with respect to the overall structure and many of the details. This need take nothing away from the author as a true creative force and a creative force for good in the bargain. And this is why we chose to collaborate, because of his independent desire to be a change agent and present a message of great significance and importance for humanity, a message for today. So even though it was clearly set in the future, the irony is that this future can burst upon the scene at any time with the overt presence of extraterrestrials making appearances on your TV screens and holding forth giving lectures about themselves, the world, and how they see your future from the potential of a collaboration. At that point, the world will change abruptly because the science fiction will be seen as science truth, as a very close approximation of alien capabilities and the many wonders of intergalactic travel, including time travel and the use of exotic weapons, will be seen to already be in existence and will be awesome from the human observer's perspective. The key to watch for is whether there is a divine perspective in what is being offered, because we can tell you it will consist of subterfuge to be self-serving for the extraterrestrials who truly do not wish to help humans at all, but only to deceive them. People need to be awake and awaken others to get ready. You will need to be strong for what is coming. You know, what's interesting is that we use the word piggyback in the question. The creator seemed to take that as a, a rat, you know, as an invitation to piggyback on top of the question and deliver to us a truly eye-opening and serious message about what's coming. Well, and we've been told this for some time. This is one of the plants that may develop, that they'll come out of the closet finally, having been here throughout history behind the scenes, and keeping their presence uh, hidden through manipulation to wipe memories of any encounters directly and so forth. And we're told this is not going to be a good thing. It will be a Trojan horse exercise where they're going to be invited in and entice us, and it will be our undoing potentially. So let's let's get to this last one, Brian. Indeed, let's get it out of the way. How close does the Star Wars Empire and the Star Trek Klingons 
come to depicting the warlike extraterrestrial alliance empire that interferes with humanity. And this is what Creator says. Here we get to the true purpose behind the Star Wars saga being created and presented to a wide audience. It is indeed a prophetic warning from the divine about the evil in your midst and the jeopardy you have been placed in because of the ongoing subjugation and manipulation of human beings all across the planet to corrupt their governments and institutions, to serve indirectly the hidden cabal manipulated at the behest of the extraterrestrial alliance who truly pull the strings to make things happen, or not as the case may be. This is the current human challenge, to ferret out and bring in a healing solution so you can be free once and for all from this menace. Wow, so the entire purpose of the Star Wars series of movies is to put a spotlight on the dilemma that we're collectively facing. Boy, that, if that's not truth in fiction, I don't know what is. Yes, and so this is a prophecy and a warning and it's something people need to keep in mind because this is what is developing with the worsening in the world. The increasing war talk, the craziness in our politics, these are all distractions and manipulations to keep us thinking the world is going on as usual, kind of weird and crazy, but it's all we've known in our lives. Right. And it's just more of the same, we think. But it can get worse. So well, the I, answer is prayer outreach yes. and requesting healing for the perpetrators as well as the deliverance of humans. And that's what we're doing with our Lightworker Healing Protocol. And this is why our tagline is save and heal humanity as our Absolutely. focus. Because the one thing I'd like to emphasize is that we are not just corks in a vast ocean bobbing helplessly and buffeted back and forth by things that we have no control over. We actually have a means and a mandate to intervene ourselves in these affairs and make a difference. And Creator has been emphatic about that. Yes. And the irony in all this is it's the reason we're all here. We signed on for this. No one is on the planet right now who did not know about this in the light before they incarnated. They came down to be light workers, to bring greater divine light and shine it. And, of course, they came in, their memories wiped clear of any prior knowledge. So they've had to find out about it indirectly, if they ever do. And right. so that's why we're here, to help bring the message forward and get people to see the reality that is developing around this threat and take action. Because it can be met successfully and turned around without bloodshed. That's the goal here. We don't want a war. We want them to decide, well, let's just go away, leave these people alone. We're done with this. It's too much trouble. That is doable. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go away here at the end of the show. Be sure to check out getwisdom.com slash LHP. Carl was talking about the Lightworker Healing Protocol. By all means, get the book that describes it in detail and consider signing up to take it. Uh, also, check out our prayer book and visit GetWisdom.com to check out all our healing services, our videos, our channeling videos. Uh, you can get archives of this radio show. There's a lot of resources there, so be sure to check out GetWisdom.com. And we'll be back next week with more Divine Wisdom. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. Take care. 
Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 